Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Now, in examining two hours from now, the Black Stars of Ghana will face off with their counterparts from Egypt, having suffered a 2-1 defeat to Kved in their Group B opener. The four-time African champions face the daunting prospect of taking on seven-time winners, Egypt, in their second group game. This show explores the immense pressure the Black Stars are actually currently under and highlights the impeccable record in the second group games, as we know it for, of course, since 1998. Despite occasional eliminations at the group stage, Ghana has maintained an undefeated streak in second group games for over two decades. As the narrative unfolds, tonight we examine Ghana's historical struggles against Egypt as the nation's cup emphasizing their real victory in five previous encounters. The spotlight also intensifies the upcoming clash with Egypt, having previously secured a victory over Ghana in the final uh, to claim the seventh Afcon title in Angola. Join us on our front as we analyze the stakes, the strategies, and the historical narratives leading up to Ghana's crucial match against Egypt. We also explore the blasters and how they can overcome the odds and secure a pivotal win as many Ghanaians are joining up for it as we speak at the Afcon. Now, joining me in this conversation, first and foremost, we'll be having a former minister. We'll also be having a former member of the Executive Council of the Ghana Football Association. But I'm starting with a journalist of extraordinary nature because he's done this for God knows how long. Carl Tufo, you're welcome to our front. Thank you very much, Raymond. Will we win this match? That's the question on the lips of every football or non-football person in the Republic of Ghana. Will we win? Um, Raymond, that's the most difficult question to, to, to answer simply because uh, there's been to a certain degree uh, a media blackout on uh, what the Black Stars are up to in Abidjan. When I say up, you mean um, people just have little interviews and it can lead to all manner of fury by the management. And uh, it's amazing that Ghanaian uh, journalists can gain access to Nigerian footballers, to Ivorian footballers, to other footballers, but when they need to gain access to Ghanaian footballers, it becomes a bit of a chore. That notwithstanding, listen, let's not delude ourselves. I realize that you, in your intro you spoke, uh, which was very, very typical of us Ghanaians looking for uh, a reason or trying to catch us. So, oh, Ghana has never lost a second group stage match since 19 Kojohoho. Factual. In the uh, factual, yes. Again, why, why was the cutoff point at a particular year? Why didn't you go throughout the history of the whole tournament? Then we can make a proper analysis. So you look for 
for all these little, little things that we hope will help us. At the end of the day, it's not going to help us. What is going to help us is, one, the commitment of the players to do the business on the field of play, and two, the management of the, uh, the, uh, of the team, which is under the FA. And it will need to make sure that um, everything is all right. Let's get it right. Sometimes, rightly so, the coach can take the can. Um, because when the team does well, the coach is praised. So obviously when the team doesn't do well, the coach must carry the can. Having said that, if, and I repeat, if we're going to play like the way we played against uh, uh, Cape Verde, or Cape Verde, whichever way you want to say it, the natives yes. say Cape Verde, yes. we, say, we say Cape Verde. Any, 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 if the players are going to deliver what they delivered on that day, then I'm sorry, it'll be good right. Because hands, I mean, hands on heart, Hands on heart, uh, uh, Raymond. The coach, you cannot legislate for the two blunders that led to the goals. The coach cannot do that. It's the players on the field of play. So it's, it's just, you know, a motley of people hoping and praying that something will come out of it. I personally, as a human being, and as a Ghanaian, first and foremost, will say, if I, if, I'll say, let's put it this way, I hope we don't lose. But if I were a non-Ghanian, and I was to look at things objectively, I think without any, any, what do you want to say? Without any of equivocation, right? We would. We would not probably be smiling um, by the end of 10 o'clock. No, it, it sounds, be, I mean, in all fairness, the understanding that many come to this game with is that we, we have not said that we have the best team in the world. We have not said that we have the best players. And uh, we have not really shown uh, the competence to deliver this uh, particular tournament right from the beginning. But what, is the tr- what will be the trick? Wh- which sort of players, and will it come to that? Or what should the coach do differently? Because it appears the entire nation is hoping for a win. What can we do to ensure that happens? What lessons we, should the coach learn immediately? Raymond, you as a journalist, me as a journalist, the fans can't do anything except the fans who are there who will shout and try to edge the team on. It boils down to what the players will do on the field of play. And you can't control it. And that's why all the work must have been done behind the scenes to make sure that at the end of 90 minutes, you and I can walk out with our chest held up by saying that we got it, folks. But the crux of the matter is this. How often have we tended to disappoint? Let's go to his. You spoke about his. You spoke about second round game. When was the last time Ghana lifted the trophy? Raymond, sorry to jump, and I'm not trying to belittle you, but it wasn't in your lifetime. It wasn't in your lifetime. 1982. It was in the era of black and white TV on the African continent. We've moved from black and white. We've mm. gone to HD. We've gone to 4, a UHD. We've gone to 4K. The nearest we've come is uh, 1992, post-match penalties against the Ivory Coast. And what uh, 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 cares them because they are the only nation that keeps on beating us in penalties. And in 2015 as well, and, 20, and 2010 when we lost region. Apart from that, it's always semi-finals and out. But even then, we were somehow content, at least top four. But over the last three tournaments, we crashed out either at the group stages or at the round of 16. Simply put, not good enough, Raymond. 
And that's why many Ghanaians are pessimistic. I'm not saying it can't happen. Anything happens in football. But I'm saying that over the past economies, it's been disaster after disaster after disaster. And it doesn't make me carry hope. Look, our bright spot, one of our bright spots, let me put it that way, is not 100% fit. So the question is asked, are you going to risk him? Kudus, I'm talking about. Are you going to risk him? Mm. And, then, and, and, and then Jiko plays his heart out. And I found out this statistic, that the last two goals scored by a Ghanaian in the African Nations Cup were scored by defenders. And ironically, it was Jiku. He scored both goals in the last tournament, in the last game, when we lost. And then this one. So what's happened? Our forwards are not scoring goals. What's happened? We've got to face the reality, Raymond. Are we what we used to be? And if I were not a Ghanaian, I'd say, no, we are not. And we are now one of the old ones. And that's why we were not seeded in the first place. That's why in the World Cup draw, we were not seeded. And that's why we are struggling. Simply put. And Raymond, let's not fool ourselves. Cape Verde or Cape Verde deserved the victory. It was shocking to see we struggling to play. And they overwhelming us with what we used to call ourselves as, Brazil, as what the Brazilians of, of, of Africa for. Maybe yes, because lately Brazil themselves haven't been doing so well. So we'll continue playing that coach, take a taka, take a taka, and get nowhere. Now, I, 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 give me a second. Let me introduce my other guests into the conversation. But I need to take some other words from you, uh, Carl, on this one. I'm also joined in this conversation by a former executive council member of the Ghana Football Association, Dr. Tony Obi. You're welcome to our front. And I should be joined by a former minister in the Ministry of Youth and Sports, too, pretty soon. But let me start with you, Dr. Obi. It doesn't appear, if you are objectively looking at this, at least according to the um, ever-competent analysis from Cartofuel, that we are the favorites going into this game, are we? Yes, Dr. Obi, if you can hear me, yeah. Yes, I'll be glad if you could unmute, yes. I'll be yes. very happy. If, yes, yes, sir. Well, good evening to you and to my good friend, Carl. And one Carl does his analysis, who I used to say is strong. I think he's pretty right. But, but you know, um, when you're in that situation, the only thing you are left with is hope. And uh, it is the hope that is going to carry us. Um, if, you, if, you, if you look at one-on-one -on -one as players, we do not have a bad set of players. But probably we are not diving as a team. And we haven't done so in the, in the last uh, a couple of tournaments, and that's quite worrying. I just tweeted that somehow I am getting a certain feeling that uh, we're going to carry the day. I don't know where that hope is coming from, but uh, I, I guess that is what is left um, uh, you know, with me. Look, I, I keep saying that football in this modern time is not played by statistics. It's not played by history, and it's not. It is. It is played on the pitch. So um, you have to demonstrate your abilities on the pitch, and not because people are afraid of you. In those days when Ghana was going to play any team at all, any team at all, you see, you know, shivers down the spine of of their uh, opponents. These days, when they are going to play with us, they 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 they, they, they really fancy their chances. I mean. I recall in 2000, was it 2005 or so for the, um, the World Cup qualifying games, uh, we met Tibet in their own territory. I didn't meet them 
um, failure with, with a very stunning opening game by uh, uh, Lion King. We went ahead to beat them failure in their own backyard. Uh, you know, never mind that we beat them here in Ghana. So, so, but now, nobody's afraid of us. I recall um, a few years ago, when they had a youth program here, the Minister of Youth and Sports from Commonwealth Island came to meet with the uh, president of the, of, of the DFA and the team, including myself. And the minister said, look, we want to come and have an arrangement with Ghana so Ghana will help uh, the national team come up because Ghana is superior when it comes to football. And then they got us in Cameroon and they, 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 you know, they made a means meet out of us. And therefore, I'm sure they didn't even push forward with them, but I'm sure they can take the teacher. So it, it's a challenging uh, uh, game for us. But somehow, I know that the players themselves, given what they themselves have said, given what the coach has said, and given that there is some level of uh, expectation, but few level of expectation from Ghanaians, I'm sure they're going to turn the table. I know, in the heart of Carl, uh, he wants Ghana to win. I know very well. But you know, he wants to save his heart. He doesn't want to go risk the heart and say that Ghana is going to win. Um, I, I have some hope that, uh, the, 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 you know, the, the, the unexpected will happen, which means Ghana is likely to, to carry the day. Mm. And you, you basically paint us as the underdogs going into this game. Uh, absolutely. I, I think I, mean, I, I think we're in that good position because uh, when we're playing Cape Capoverde or Cape Verde, okay. I, I go around town for a while and I didn't see people with the usual Ghana flag, uh, you know, horns blaring and all those things. I didn't see that. I didn't hear that. And I, I was like, is Ghana playing today? Uh, I mean, and, and uh, you know, we lost. I, I think that people saved their hearts I don't put too much uh, expectation on them. I know people still want to win and be happy. However, I see that Ghanaians generally have lost hope. They are not expecting so much from the black stars. And then, of course, giving the, the performance to convert, uh, and then, of course, the quality of the different team. <laughs> I mean, everybody would think Ghana is the underdog, but that's where the surprise could be sprung. Mm. Now, is this surprise possible, Carl uh, Tufo, mindful of your experience in this field? Are we likely to pull a surprise, something that will wow the rest of the world into thinking that, oh, we, we, we really had something hidden that's been on earth now? Um, look, Raymond, let's not mention words whatsoever. Shocks are part and parcel of the game. So if it happens, hallelujah to that. Okay? But I try to look beyond that because you you brought me here to be as objective as possible. Yeah. It's not necessarily nationalistic. Otherwise, then you just would have gone and picked somebody out in the street who is fervent and a, uh, 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 how do you call it, flag carrying whatnot. It's going to be extremely difficult. Listen, stats may not mean anything, but the reality on the ground is that since that fifth one defeat that we handed out to Egypt in the 2013 match, which eventually took us to Brazil 2014. I think we've met four times and haven't beaten the Egyptians once. There's always a first fight. You can break it. That's fine by me, and that's all right by me. But I would expect to see a 120% improvement, not 50%, not 70%. I'd expect to have massive improvement in 
you know one thing incidentally um, 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 I ask myself whether as part of those running football um, the right people are in the executive council I'm not saying that because Tony is on the other line but how the heck did they vote Tony out of the FA executive committee if that was me how did they how, how, how did they vote how did they not vote for Eloy Amandi people who can take this game forward and are thinking about that's the problem that we are having we are resetting and going back to the old era when we have people like Tony and Eloy waiting on a tax return hopefully it ends up in your hands Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. What? Thinking forward and our part of the money game. And that's why people like myself, who are from a different era, will not put ourselves forward as candidates for any other position. Because there's a thing, we need to move with the time. And that for me is the key thing. One, relationship with players. Two, relationships with football clubs that these players are playing in Europe. So please, I make mention of it all the time. Michael Ingen. We forced Michael Ingen to come to play for Ghana in the 2010 African Nations Cup. When he was injured, that, that's what Chelsea told us. He said, no, we brought him in. He lasted 18 minutes against the Ivy Coast. He wasn't his English, and he never played for the next six months. By the time he was fit and ready to play, the position had already been cemented by John Obi Vital, the Nigerian. And that was it. Ancient career went plummeting down. Let's not dare do this to put it. If the man is injured for me, even though the Western people were there to let him come and they came down, I would expect that we say, okay, let's have a plan B. No problem. Leave him there. Let him get well. And that brings to me this whole business of having the nation stop in the middle of the European season, when even the professional players themselves are against it. Mm. Now, I, I get the point you're trying to make there. Is this issue really the biggest problems that we have on our hands? Um, I'll bring you, Tony, on, on to this one. Of course, I mean, I did, I did say you are former uh, as, as executive council member. Carl uh, is not really happy with the fact that you're no longer very active in the game. But the player management and the relationship with players that he just outlined out there, how big of a problem is this? Because you are deep in the heart of the FA, or you were more recently, until recently anyway. Yes, um, look, a, a football is a combination of, of many factors. You know, what you see, the key, the key activities on the pitch, but how you get onto the pitch is, is a big, big, big thing. And, uh, you know, that's why you are players sometimes when they are coming to play. You have a team versus a helicopter to bring the player because of what, how you see the, the player, the value of the player and the relationships that they have. So it, it, it's a huge thing. And, and, and so you need to really create that relationship that will ensure that uh, the player gives up. Sorry, I appear to be losing you, if it's possible, sir. Oh, oh well, okay, we, we lost um, uh, the former executive council member, 
of the Ghana Football Association, Dr. Tony Orbin there. Okay, I think that the connection is perfect now. You are making a point. You, you, we lost you along the line. I'll be okay if you just could reiterate that point. Well, it, it, there is still a slight difficulty there, and uh, I'm sure we can work it up perfectly and get you and so that it can be seen and heard properly in this conversation about the chances of the Black Stars going into the 2023 AFCON, which is supposed to be having our second game. A second game that many are fearing may not go as well as we want it to be. Carl, the, the other point that's been made is about the current coach that we have, whether or not the current coach is living up to the billing of Ghanaians or is delivering at the rates that we want him to deliver. Some have already asked for his sack. Is this something that we should be considering, regardless of the outcome of this match, or whether we qualify to the next round? Okay, the truth of the matter is that um, uh, Tony will bear me out. Uh, his contract comes to an end in February. Mm. So, regardless of what happens, the only way Chris Hilton is going to stay, unfortunately, is if we win the trophy. If we form miracle after miracle after miracle. Because, don't forget that the FA wanted to get rid of him. Government is the lead. Already, don't forget that the government that pays the coach is not the enemy. So, you haven't finished paying for Chris Yakia, he was fired. You haven't finished paying for Charles Akono, he was fired. You haven't finished paying for uh, Ryman, he was fired. And you want us to quote, sack this one and then get a new one so that you're just keeping quotation marks get on your belt. So that's the reason why. It became secure. Government made it known without any shadow of a doubt. It ain't going to happen. It's close. But now, there's a, there's, there's a little leeway. If contract comes to an end in February, if, you, if the FA doesn't want to renew it, they can buy it and go and bring a new coach. But in bringing the new coach, guess what? Government will have a day. And if government is not happy about that coach, they'll tell you, go and find another one. So claim, claim, uh, the coaches. If the coach is that ambitious, and ironically, he has a Ghanaian father. Believe you me, he has a Ghanaian father. His mom, who is Irish, he has been coming. I've been meeting and up with him since 2010, when he came on a holiday, and we have been meeting up since then. He knows his job is on the line if he fails to deliver tonight. Hmm. Okay. Yes, yes proceed. On. Yeah. Now I was asking whether his problem is that of a. Uh, competence or just that he doesn't have the right team or his influence from outside that's making him not deliver in these games? I know people within the FA fraternity say his competence is zero, so therefore he's not a good coach. But then again, we also need to factor in, do we really have the sort of talent that we had 15 years ago that Tony was talking about, Lion Kingston, Michael Etienne, Apia, something that was started by then Kofi in 2001, and the crop of players that came along that suddenly became, quote, world-class in quotation marks. We don't have those sort of players. So that's content. Now, the FA fraternity don't like it, but don't forget that, could it be that it's because he's being independent-minded? Could it be that he's not going to tolerate 
Rimodata comes here. Uh, like the Bible says, have you considered my servant too? Mm. Have you considered this player? No way. He has made it no. And that's why some people are not happy with him. Admittedly, he's not produced on the field of play. So it has heaped more pressure upon him. If he were delivered, if the team was playing well and doing winning matches the way we think he should, he would have been in a much stronger position. But because the team is not winning, it's given the FA ammunition, and more importantly, he now is suddenly becoming a suspect. The only thing he has that off the map, as I said earlier, was the government saying that, look, we have had enough of paying compensation to coaches while still paying salaries of new coaches. And that's why he's still in the job. Get this because I understand that a former sports minister, Nilanti Vadipapa, joined this conversation now. Uh, Honorable, this is not a, a, a terrain you are not familiar with, but it appears many are not convinced this is a game we are likely to win. In fact, that's why we started this conversation. Let me ask you from where you sit whether there is some magic that the Blasters can pull in this conversation or in this game in a way that would bring back the hope and the excitement that many Ghanaians appear to not so much have uh, appears to have been lost or is on the receding level when it comes to the Blasters in this case. Well, thank you very much. And let me say good evening to all of you, the viewers, and of course, my brother, Carter Four. Um... It's a very difficult one, let me be frank with you. Um, if we're playing so well, many people will have been convinced that uh, with Egypt, we could be possibly be able to scrape through. But we are not actually playing well. And that is where the fear factor has come in. But you know, it's football. Sometimes, you, we, many a time, we don't start competitions and tournaments so well. But we, we improve ourselves as it goes. But you see, you are talking about a very organized team, Egypt who, even when we were so strong as a country in football, we found them very difficult to beat. Uh. Technically good. Well, do I have a... Oh, okay. Can you, sorry, it appears to have actually muted yourself again. Honorable, can you unmute so that we can hear you? I'm interested in the final point you're making about the... History of Ghana versus Egypt and what the current peculiarities suggest to that. The same set. Okay, same you, you are back now. Then, then let me let me let me say it will be extremely uh, difficult to be able to win if the same setup. One one thing I saw about our team is that our build up too slow. Two, our passes were so, so poor. In fact, the, the match we played against Kevert, I counted as many as 28, 40 passes. 28. At this level, it's just too much. At this level, it's just too much. You cannot, you cannot su- survive in a match like that to do level and uh, amount of 40 passes. And most of the 40 passes were also in our middle, uh, midfield. So as soon as you you, 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 you make a mistake, the, 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 the Egyptians will punish you. They are very fast, especially their four liners are very, very fast and very skillful indeed. Salah alone is a bundle. So we must be careful on how 
we we handle our ball, especially in the midfield. The defenders, the, the, the defense that played last time had not played together for a long time, so they could not really understand each other. Salisu and Jiku had not paired too many times, and uh, that was a problem. We are playing. We, we initially tried to play a sort of three back, and then we change to four back. We don't really know the system we are playing. So whenever Gofemensa moves up, it becomes very difficult for us. Gofemensa will play against Salah if we are not careful and we continue with the sort of slug, sluggish passing and the way we do our things in the midfield and there's a turnover, we'll be punished. Hmm. So it is something Raymond. we are seriously have Raymond. to look at. Raymond. Yes, I can bring you in now. Yeah, yeah. Raymond, I just wanted to say one, one, one good thing about, uh, uh, about me last day. See, the good thing about you like is that he's a journalist first and foremost. Mm. And that's why he's been objective. If Neil like had been a politician from the one that never done journalism, or journalism, all those sort of things, he wouldn't be speaking like this. Because he knows. And that's the, that's the whole issue of being in our profession before even going. And that's what I find a bit disturbing, a bit uh, 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 surprising that People in the FA who were in the media and are now out there would have been looking to get a, for want of a better word, for want of a better word, please, a better relationship with the media. Okay. Because Kurt was there, Fosco was there, and you were there. And that's why I'm saying that if you take me like this, he's speaking first and foremost as a journalist. He's a politician now. But he's not got rid of his journalistic, uh, if there's a word like journalistic, but journalistic attitude. If you had been a playing politician, you would have said, oh, we are going to win by all means, we are going to win by all means, and then we leave it there. Hmm. Uh, I'll come back to you, Carl, but let me now get uh, Nilante's uh, view on the coach that we have now and the uproar about whether or not, no matter what happens in this Afghan, he must go. I think that's almost like consensus. I don't know if we are just looking for somebody to blame. Or when we remove the coach, we'll fix the problem in the team. Let's not forget, we've tried a lot of coaches in the last few years. Uh, Raymond, yes. it's a very difficult one. Let me, let me say this. Um, I think I advised some years ago, I remember very well, on your network, when this issue of coach came in. Then I, I said one thing. Why are we going for the coach? Because we're not going for a coach win the Cup of Nations. So we must be able to set our priority. If I were there, I would ask the GFA, why do you want to go for Chris Hilton? What are the objectives you are setting for him? What are the KPIs you are setting for him? Qualification to the World Cup? Qualification to AFCON? Winning the AFCON? Or building a strong human resource base of our young technical people we have like the Siki Akunos, Yaprekuns, Gordia Trams, uh, Oleles, and all these young ones who have now retired from football and have ventured into coaching. From the background you have, can you build 
this human resource for us. Let's let's take note as a country. That was what we did in Kumen's era. CK Jemfi, Ben Kofi, and the rest were sent out. As a uh, 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 and not a lot of them were sent out. And they came back and they invested their knowledge in people like Adebi, uh, Afrani, Usam Dodu, John Swatikwefu, and the rest. So that was what I saw in the appointment of Chris Hutton. I saw him as somebody we are putting in place as a technical director to develop for us our technical uh, department so that we can build our coaches so that he's going to transfer knowledge. He's a Ghanaian who has been out there and has achieved a lot in the area of technical development. So I thought we're bringing in to develop the capacity of our people. And then the short term, what do we do to encourage some of these young ones to be able to manage the team, but reduce the level of expectation, but then be able to develop our kind of football, our structure, where we shall develop it not only at the national level, but through all our national teams and even into our local football, so that all our players will know that this is the kind of structure this is a kind of football. This is a kind of discipline regime that you go through in order to get into the national team. Okay. So that when Hearts of Oak and Kotoko are playing, we have the same pattern, we have the same design, we have the same formula, that we can build it so well that it becomes easier for players within the local, local uh, league or even the national team to fit. So that at any point in time, when a player, be it foreign or local, is invited to a national team, he doesn't find himself out of place. This is what is done in England. This is what is done in Italy. This one is done in Spain. So in Spain, they can call any player from Osasuna, Santa Vigo, Barcelona, Real Madrid. Anytime, as soon as he gets into a national team, he is already akin to the form of game they are playing. But we have a system whereby Every match, we have a different set of players. Then they come with different approach, different discipline, different structure, different knowledge. Is it now that we are going to tune in those players to be able to fit into the chemistry that you've developed? And you should understand that even in the chemical laboratory, it is not all the liquids that you put together that can work with one another. Okay. Mm-hmm. You understand? I, I get that your is point. a problem I have. The problem I have that we didn't appoint pursuiting with a clear objective. So, the normal thing that we have done in the past is what we have done. You understand? Mm. Uh, we have a coach. When there's a match, then they come. The coach puts people together. They are invited a week to the assignment. They get together, play a match. After the match, goes away. The coach is there. Nothing. I think that that was a mistake. With Chris, what I would suggest we do, in order not to waste money, I would rather suggest that we change the reason for which we appointed him. I would wish that we let him assume the technical directorship of our game. Just as in England... 
we have people who are just the tanker directors when you go to St. George's. And what they do is that they always have these national team coaches, Southgate and all these coaches, and coaches from other the Premier League and the F uh, Football League, the Championship and the Football League, all going there always to learn. Okay. We developed. Mm. So that is what I would expect. I wouldn't wonder the amount of money we've invested in him. I would not be. I would not be too happy with we just sacking him and letting him go. I think we need to reach to change the position we, we have for him and get him into a directorship with a mandate. Pay him to develop our game, to develop our coach, our coaches, and develop our young ones who are coming up, so that we can we can we can benefit from him in the in the future. Which really means that we will need another coach, won't we? I believe that the the, the younger ones who are working with him, okay, because whether we like it or not, the results, the anticipated results, we will not get today. So the younger ones who are working with him should be there. But he should have the mandate to develop more younger ones. We have a lot of them. A lot of our young ones have gone into coaching now. Okay. He can help them develop better. He can help them develop better. Then we can have an opportunity to benefit from his knowledge and technical know-how. Hmm. That's an interesting perspective. Let me bounce it off, um, uh, Dr. Tony Orban. Do you agree a different role for the current coach? We let one of his uh, younger people take up the team and we look into the future and build from now. Is this something that sounds very realistic and reasonable to you? Yes, Dr. Tony Orban, if you can hear me. Yeah, well, I, I still struggle with that. The basis. So let me bring in Carl. Carl, is this something that, from where you sit, both government and the GFA will be amenable to considering? Well, the truth, like, like I said at the beginning, um, maybe Neil and Jim missed out on it. The truth is that his, his contract expires in, in February, February. Yeah. Yeah. So the question now is will they renew it? And that mandate does not fall within government, it falls within the FA. Mm. Or the, the government can quotation marks all those things if they so want. But you see, you must look at the support of the nation. The support of the nation really for retention of Chris Hutton in the fact that it's not looked extremely good at all in the game. Um, I'm not too sure whether that's the fault of the nation. But then again, that's why they are epic. And that's why they should be able to get up and stand by their decision. Me is offering a radical solution. We never tried it before. Maybe it could work. But believe you me, <laughs> if he has it, if that one goes through and he's developing the coaching, the problem will be the fans impatient with the local coaches who will take over. The Boatins, the Didi Dramanis, uh, 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 and uh, what's his name? Uh, Eddie Anshad, the rest were there. Mm. One single defeat, Raymond, your, 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 um, how do you call it? Uh, Songo, you yeah. won't have Jack Shaw. They will all go kick. That is the sort of thing that the rest will. But then, if you decide that I'm doing this for the longer benefit of the country, then so be it. I am Songo. Hmm. Perhaps now I can bring in um, Dr. Tony Orbain. Uh, yes. Uh, hello? 
Yeah, Dr. Abe, can you hear me? Well, I, no, not at all. It's still a very terrible line to him. I'm sure we should be able to get that fixed and maybe bring him in again. Now, um, Nilante, the other issue that we're discussing proud to you joining was to do with whether or not we should be very excited about the kind of players we have today. Not long ago, uh, the coach of Hearts of Folk, uh, the foreign coach of Hearts of Folk, proud to his exit anyway, said we had a national striker problem and that goal scorers were a rarity in the Republic of Ghana today. So many say that that particular diagnosis is true for the Black Stars and for basically the teams that we have had over the period. Is this something we should admit and work on? Can you hear me? Yes, this is better now. I think that's Dr. Tadeobi. Yes, sir. Please join. Yes. Me. Yes. Okay. Um, I, I think that the idea of actually developing mm -hmm. a technical advisory center is part of the government of programs for the FA. Let's. Let, if you are going to be fair. Okay. Uh, the, the center has been developed. I think there was this German German coach was there. Supported by um, uh, Professor Minta and all that, and the idea was exactly what Honorable uh, Nilante Bandapoy described. It is important that we develop our own internal local coaches, local technical people uh, to, to handle us. And, and I think the idea of we going to tournament and having a coach for tournament is really not the right idea. Um, I think we need to have a coach that builds a team. Uh, personally, because I uh, tell the galaxies, my belief was to build a galaxy, the, 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 the local black stars, that would have played together for a long time and be able to play as a team. Remember, uh, the Apiers and the um, Asians and Sule Muntaris and all that, they started playing in Ghana. Liberty professionals, about four of them, were playing the same thing. And, and then some of them were and we basically against. make the same references. So where did we get it wrong? At what point did the vision change? Because this has been referenced consistently. If we yes. think that but, the but, blueprint but, that works, why did we throw it out anyway? No, no. They, they, I think what happened was that a lot of people are now playing outside, mm. doing well in their individual clubs. You remember before we went to the World Cup, I saw that the FA went to the families of all these players who were doing well uh, outside but had never played in Ghana. So okay. the challenge had been how to put them together. And, and football is a teamwork. It is not, it's not just being a skillful player or being a good individual player. But you need to be able to play together as a team. And I think that is a challenge. I, I envision a black stars which will be dominated by a local set of players and supported by expatriate, in quote, Ghanaian, uh, 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 how do you call them, the, the um, uh, diasporian players playing with us. Because when it is dominated, and they are very good, there's no doubt about that. When they are playing in their own uh, clubs, you see them, and you think, really, Ghana has a lot of good players. But you can't put them together in two weeks, three weeks, well, two, three weeks, two weeks, and then expect... Uh, any uh, uh, sound results. So I think that's where we are, go we are getting it wrong. We need to strengthen the internal builder. And then also, we should move away from this idea of uh, building or appointing coaches for tournament. And then once uh, the tournament ends, 
we look for another coach and, and, and we don't have a concept of our own football. We don't have a, a system of football that we can relate to. I think that is that is a challenge and I, I, I pray that after this, and you see, even before we went to the World Cup, I was on one of the networks, one of the media networks, and I was saying that, look, let's give Otoado the chance because he's been there for a long time and then you have Chris Houston backing him. After that, Otoado is going to go, let's keep Chris Houston to build the team, to build a national team, the Black Stars, and other technical people. That was an idea which I personally said, I think, on some TV station. I don't want to advertise those TV stations that I, I spoke to you on, and I'm sure you're on, on your own set as well. So I, I think that um, what we are facing now is a problem that is very difficult for us to surmount now, especially in the tournament. Okay. It's going to be challenging. It's going to be challenging. But, 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 but going forward, going forward, we need to be able to relook the way we, we, we have our technical team and the way we, we also keep our, our players. Mm. Permit me to now explore with you, gentlemen, uh, what will work in the current game you are going to play. Would, 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 do we have a, a, an Azure problem, be it Jordan or the day? Do we have an Azure problem in the team that has come up consistently? Do we have a better pair to actually deliver our front? Let me start with you, Carl. Do we have an Azure problem? I don't know what an Azure problem is. The reason why I'm saying this is that, yes, I've heard people having reservations about Jordan. He doesn't score enough. He mm -hmm. doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. But I keep on asking the same people. So how can he play regularly for Crystal Palace? Okay. He must be doing something right. Then mm -hmm. he must be doing something right. Now, he is not supposed to be your goal scorer. He's supposed to be your worker. The worker center forward that will go wide, will come in the middle. Yes, granted that sometimes, you see, we try to measure him to the standard of his father, who was a genius. So, that's what i Andre, I think I wouldn't have taken. I think he said this country well. Uh, I probably would have said yes. But Jordan, I don't see it as an IU problem. That's the first thing. The second thing, you've got to make do with what you have now. And you've got to develop strategies and ways and means. Listen, as I'm speaking to you now, I'm watching the Ivory Coast versus Nigeria. Can you believe that Nigeria are one goal up and Nagoya has one shot on target? Mm. And that was a penalty kick. Yeah. That was a penalty kick. Yeah. But that football for you, it can be crazy. Absolutely crazy. You can have all the possession and Ghana can just get a break back and it's in and you can hit the crossbar post and whatever it is. And you've lost the game. That's something similar right now. That so, really means we should be hopeful, uh, right? Yes, yes. The Nigerian example, the country we share hotel with, that people have been using to actually uh, mock us, uh, shows that we can also make it in this game. Absolutely. I've never denied that. But I'm saying that this is because I'm Carl Fuck, who is the Ghanaian. If I were Carl Fuck, who was British? Or Raymond Archer? who is American. If I was going to sit down and be objective, I would think otherwise. Which is what Tony, that's why everybody says you're underdog. Even he like says you're underdog. Even Tony says you're underdog. Mm. It doesn't mean smart way. And let's stop this business about an ideal problem. For crying out loud, the man is doing a job for Crystal Palace that he's playing almost as he plays more than any other Ghanaian player. Seriously. <laughs> 
Yes, I totally agree with I totally agree with you and I also share your view that when people talk about that you problem, fine. I don't I I really don't have any problem with Jordan. I think he worked so hard. And in the last match we played, I, I think he did well. He, he, he worked hard. He was coming back to the defense to help and all that. But it's, a, it's Andre that I think that uh, our over-concentration and over-reliance on him at this point in time, for Christ's sake, he's seventh cup of nations. He, he will not have the same strength and ability as he did some 13 years ago. But I'm saying that why did a coach leave out somewhere like Jeffrey Shaw? Ah. I Thank you. You like it. Thank you. I was also going to ask that question. Like Shrop is playing regularly. Yes. And he works so hard. And he's very dangerous. He's even more dangerous than Jordan. You understand? It is a team selection which is a problem. And I agree when people say we have a striker problem. The strikers we've had, what is their con- convertibility rate? We understand, as compared to the old people. Look, we've had strikers. Ghana has been a country of strikers. I'm be frank with you. From the days of the infums to the days of Danousu, Kwesousu, Pokafriye, Wubili Kluche, and, and to the days of Georgia Lassa, Emmanuel Kwashi, you talking to even uh, uh, Abdul Alassa, Ben Kayede, Dan Kayede, We've seen strikers, Francis Kumi, we've seen strikers. So Ghanaians are now asking why? Why are we now today bereft of strikers? It's because our scouting and our you know desire to look for the best out there has been taken over by personal greed and individual selfishness. You understand? Mm. People are not interested. People are not interested in the players they manage. People are not interested in the players from whom they will get some money, some cuts, and not somebody out there. Even when he's playing for Kwabi Brim, has the potential to become our striker. Do you know where Infum and the rest were pulled from? Do you know where Kofi Pari was pulled from? Do you know where Bukari was pulled from? Mm. You understand? No, no I, I, get, I, I get the point. Please proceed. You are making the point. I think I almost lost the problem, you. The problem we have now is that individual interest has superseded the national interest. Is that so not people, why, um, Honorable uh, Former Minister, is that not why we brought in a coach who cannot be controlled by anybody? A coach who oh, appears to be independent and not like <laughs> the ones that were pushing around. How come we still uh, are complaining about the same problem? Raymond, 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 Raymond. that issue, yes, Raymond, please. that issue of somebody cannot be controlled is only a myth. Oh, okay. It's Raymond. only a myth. Hmm. Okay, you make the point. Let me bring in um, Dr. Aubin. Yes. Well, I, I think that as, as uh, Honorable will agree with me, our, our football has changed. The days of inform and Boffrey's uh, and uh, uh, Willie Clinches and all those stuff. People played in Ghana with the love of Ghana. Today, anyone kicks and scores a couple of goals and is going outside. You you recall a three year ban here. Yeah, he was a Baden striker, and then uh, after scoring a couple a couple of goals, you know he became an expatriate. 
And, and sometimes they go there, they, they warm their benches instead of playing actively and be, be picked. Uh, in those days when you, you, you had 20 year boys, they were playing actively and they were being seen to be playing actively. So you'd always bring Tony Yabua. And even uh, 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 our, our former coach was also playing outside. So, so, but it was a blend of local and uh, Ghanaian players playing abroad. Now, if you have a total domination of foreign Ghanaian players, it is difficult to put them together for two weeks to, 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 to participate in a tournament like that. I mean, you might say that it is the same with other clubs, but most of them, I mean, other teams, other nations, most of the, the, the teams that are doing well have the dominance of you know, local, local players. If you look at Egypt, the team is dominated by Al Hali. And yeah. so it is. If you look at the Black Stars in the past, you had the dominance of either Kotoko or Hazafu. And then you had a couple of people who were Ghanaians who played outside to support it. So I, I think building from within, it, it should be our strategy. And that's why I believe in, I believe in, the, in the local Black Stars if they were put together very well. However, these same people, once you put them together, they begin to shine, and then they're leaving. I remember when we was and a By so saying, are you dismissing all the other uh, accusations of people putting in their favorites and not actually choosing the very best of players for us, and decisions that are in personal parochial interest, contrary to what's in the national interest? Well, uh, this has been repeated many times. And things that are repeated sometimes may have a, a, a background. However, I cannot say with certainty that this is what it is because I don't manage players. As you know, I don't manage players. I don't have a single player. In fact, even in the national teams, when some players from Mediama were selected, I went around asking them, who are, how many of you are from Mediama? And they were laughing at okay. me. You don't even know your own, you don't even know your own uh, players. So mm. I don't do that. And I haven't seen that, so I can't confirm that. But, you know, people have said it over and again. There must be some level of truth somewhere. But I can't say it for certain from my own self. So I think we need a lot of rebuilding to do. And for me, the rebuilding must be from the grassroots. I need to wrap up. I'm starting with you. We've seen Nigeria, I mean, almost winning because it's the 90th minute. There's three more minutes added. And I'm sure they are wrapping up on the one goal that they have. Nigeria can make it, Ghana can make it right, Dr. Obin. Yeah, what does, I mean, football, I have said, is not played by history. It is played on the page. <laughs> and, I get you. So, so on the day, if you do well, if you correct your previous mistakes, and if you focus and commit yourself, and, and then uh, Kartofos is 120%, like, uh, let me just say that if you did 105%, okay. you're likely to win. Carl, can we make it like Nigeria is doing wonderfully? Well, I mean, I, I'm not sure he's still on, so let me wrap up with um, Neil Ante Van der Poel. Can we do the magic Nigeria is performing now? Well, uh, I think Nigerians have been lucky. In this match, I think they've been lucky. Um, I wouldn't think that they played anything better than what we did. Mm. <laughs> uh, they are lucky. Well, many thanks to you, gentlemen, for joining us on today's Affront, and many thanks to you also out there for joining us. And we all wish the Blasters all the very best. Hopefully the next time I'll come with the Ghanaian Jesse and uh, represent the victory and the progressing to the next stage. Many thanks to you for watching our front. My name is Raymond Alkwa.